Hello and welcome to the Game Dev London podcast. I am your host, Adam, and today with me, we've got two guests. Hi, I'm Vignav. And hi, I'm Rashad. Hello to both of you. Thank you for coming on. That is quite early morning over there in America. Uh, we've got, I think we're on an eight-hour shift between here and you. So today we're going to be chatting about Zygantic. We're going to be chatting about playtesting and what you can do as game developers to improve your testing, that kind of thing. So without any, other, any uh, further ado, let's start with what is playtesting? So playtesting is basically um, the process of game developers getting testing for their game, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's to make sure that there aren't any bugs or issues with the game, or it's just to figure out what features and parts of the game that people dislike or like. Mm-hmm. Um, normally, uh, every game developer does playtesting for their game just to make sure that they aren't publicly releasing a game with like a lot of bugs or problems, but usually they all have their own way of doing so. Mm-hmm. Um, in the video game industry itself, the most efficient way to play test uh, is to expose one's game to their target audience and have them test for design flaws and give you feedback. Um, there's, there's three main ways of testing, um, open, closed, and beta testing. Um, open testing is pretty much open to anyone who wants to test the game. It's pretty self-explanatory. Um, closed playtesting is more of an internal testing where the developer restricts the testing to the people who he wants to test the game. And finally, beta testing is normally for the like final stages of testing just prior to going to market with the product for any mm-hmm. final minute problems. Oh, okay. So, I mean, so generally speaking, most developers, you know, they'll go out and test their games with people at events or whatever. What happens when people don't test their games? What issues have you seen come up? Um, well, th- there usually aren't many game developers who don't end up doing any form of testing, but there's like there's a lot of disadvantages for not doing so. Mm-hmm. Um, some game developers get very hooked to their game and the features and how it's built, and okay. kind of so, at the end of the day forget that it's the users who need to play the game and like the mm-hmm. game and not them. And so they kind of convince themselves that they don't need testing, um, and their game doesn't end up doing very well because mm-hmm. the features aren't really tailored towards... Um, the the users it, and it's more tailored towards what the game developer game developer likes. Yeah, absolutely. We've had it. Um, I mentioned before that so some games we've built, we've taken to playtesting and discovered that uh, entire features players just don't understand what we were trying to do. We've had to scrap it, and that's hours and hours of work that we could have you know if we playtested earlier or got people involved, we could have figured that out, and it could have saved us a lot of time. Um, so, what are the ways that you've seen that people go and get? Playtesting, you know, the average developer obviously normally they can test with each other. But what? How do people get out and you know find playtesting in general? Yeah, so we've actually done a pretty decent amount of research on that, and we found that there are basically three main ways that developers currently get their games playtested. So the first is going to be with friends and family testing. So a lot of game developers naturally try to get their first versions of their game tested by close friends or relatives, and it is definitely important to do this. But generally, people you know well um, kind of tend to provide less honest, uh, <laughs> less honest feedback and sure. more supportive feedback instead of like constructive and harsh criticism. And that's actually what game developers really need the most to kind of take their games from good to great. And so the second way is going to be with app store reviews or uh, feedback from whichever platform the game developer publishes on. And the problem with this is the feedback comes from the platform that they've already published on, which means they've already spent all the hours the time and the resources building that first iteration of their game. So once they've already publicly released their game, they don't really have the flexibility to 
go back to the drawing board and make major decisions that may affect their game. And uh, feedback is really uh, going to be maximized when um, the developer is in the beta testing stage of their game. So that's when feedback is really important. So uh, the, third, uh, the third way to get your game play tested is uh, uh, through some testing packages that are currently out there. But the problem is uh, most of those testing packages are really expensive. And we've noticed that a lot of those packages are tailored towards large game studios instead of uh, indie game developers. So uh, developers don't get the feedback that they need that's tailored to their game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've especially found, so, uh, so my company is very small, we're, we're a small indie. And generally speaking, the opportunities testing are really limited. Um, we, you know, it's just checking out friends and family and hoping for the best and, and, you know, just hoping you can test it the right way. But like I said, there's lots of occasions where, especially because we do client work as well, where you just, the testing's just not standard and it's only, and then when you take it to some, you know, you take it to people to buy or to, it's, gonna, it's in its commercial setting and you realize that there's a big flaw that you should have seen, but you can't, you won't know that unless you've got that tested. Where have you seen it go wrong? Um, whether that's because people haven't tested it and, you know, it's something big has happened or, but they have tested it and it's found, discovered something that really was, you know, that they should have spotted before. Uh, yeah, there, there's actually one uh, an example of one of our customers who came to us after they'd released their game to the App Store. Mm -hmm. And um, their game was basically this um, outer space rescue mission type of game. And when they got the feedback from their users, a lot of them said that the developers needed to change a very important part of the game, which was um, the movement of the spaceship. Okay. Um, which kind of meant that they had to go all the way back and, and change, adjust that feature to fit what the users need. And it would have been more efficient for them to come to us before they had released and, um, and been able to fix that before it went to the app store. Mm -hmm. I think that's the one of the big things, you, you sort of highlight one of the big things there, that a lot of uh, people I've spoken to, they think, they see testing as like, oh, if the player jumps up at this exact moment, then they might be able to clip through this. It's actually, it's, it goes much further than that. It actually can find flaws in your game that are much more inherent than that. Things that you, you know, you just, you are as a developer, you can be too close to what you're working on. And you just sometimes you overlook. And that's where you need people and uh, companies and things out there who are well-versed in that to sort of help you take a step back and look at your game. Um, objectively and to figure out what it is that's right and what it is that's wrong as well. Um, so speaking of the companies that do that, Gigantic have come in uh, and are sponsoring the Game Dev London podcast. So thank you very much for that. So let's talk about Gigantic and what is, what is it that you guys do? What is Gigantic? Sure. So Gigantic uh, is basically a game testing company that provides indie game developers with unbiased data from the target audience of most game developers, which we found as high school students. So we basically provide insights about what hooks players, we identify what causes player drop-offs, and we think that most importantly, we try to uncover what about your game stimulates users the most. So we also, uh, one of our missions is to aim for low prices so that you can decrease your product release costs, and that way you can kind of maximize your budget for go-to-market activity so you don't have to spend a lot of money kind of testing your game. And our overall vision is to help developers take their games from good to great. And to do that, we have like efficient and effective feedback to give them what they need. It's really giving an opportunity for small developers to gain sort of that high level feedback that not previously was only accessible to really, you know, triple A's and companies that have their own sort of QA and testing. It's a fantastic goal, absolutely. Um, how did you guys start? What sort of made you think about um, what made you aware of the sort of the problem and what made you guys think you got the solution to jump in? Well, Gigantic actually started as a company that provided 
product validation to entrepreneurs who were looking to grow their early business. Um, one day when I was playing a video game on my computer, um, I just kept dying because of this really bad glitch that I was really annoyed by. It. And I, I know a lot of people have, uh, have uh, had that happen to them before. Definitely. And that kind, of made, that kind of made me think, what if there was a way that we could directly provide feedback to the developers who made the game? And surprisingly enough, there was no solution on the market at the time that provided both testing from kids and feedback for developers. We originally thought that uh, we could make a forum that connected uh, the developers to the users, uh, but Reddit and Discord were already too big uh, in that segment. Mm -hmm. So we kind of shifted to the idea of solving the problem of unappealing game features before it even becomes a problem through playtesting. Um, we slowly narrowed down our target seg uh, segment to indie de game developers because we realized that they were the ones that needed the cheap and reliable way to get tested. Absolutely. I mean, like, as, I, as I sort of alluded to before, um, certainly ourselves, but I've come across a lot of companies who they are, they sort of get forced into a situation where they either have to pay for um, expensive events, stands and things, that, you know, really big game shows, which again, are not necessarily targeted at small indies. They provide space for them, but often, you know, if you miss out on bursaries or grants or whatever, then you are paying large amounts of money for a stand just, just for testing, really. Um, and a little bit of advertising, but really it's that feedback that you need. Um, and bringing sort of, democratizing it in a way that sort of gets, people, gets it into people's homes, because that is the case for indie developers. You know, a lot of them, they, work, they have to work from home and, and it is, every penny spent is vitally important. Um, and being able to bring that testing to them just makes it a lot easier to sort of get that feedback that allows uh, them to have a greater understanding about their own game and how it's going to do in the market. With that in mind, what is what sort of things that you provide to indie developers? You know, what services do you provide? Yeah, so we basically have three main packages for developers. So our bronze package basically includes raw survey responses to developers' questions. So those questions may be things like, um, how hard was level three of your game? Or uh, did you like this specific feature? So the reason we provide that is the answers to those questions help developers uncover specific features of their games that players may not like, and that way they can improve their games. So our silver package provides those raw survey responses, but we also provide tester emails or some other contact info. And the reason we do that is because developers can then uh, sort of take those contacts and ask follow-up questions to the testers and get more feedback or get some of their uh, follow-up questions answered, and that'll help them improve their games even more. Mm -hmm. So then our gold package includes everything from the previous two packages, but we also have one five minute screen recording of gameplay for every five testers requested. So if developers can look at the way players are playing the game, then they can understand what the user's kind of thought processes are as they're playing the game and how they can sort of fix uh, any problems that arise. And we also have an add-on of screen recording analysis. So um, we provide machine learning video processing based insights that kind of uh, utilize the user clickstream and estimate player emotions and we turn that data into um, determining the developer's exact next steps to easily improve their games and design better features. So uh, one uh, really important package is we also offer trend analysis. So we don't just give the users the uh, raw survey responses, but we also take all those responses and figure out the main trends across all of the different, uh, all the different feedback. So we can kind of make a list of simple steps that the developers have to follow. And so those are our main paid packages, but um, really, our goal is to help improve our developers' games in any way possible. So if developers aren't really comfortable with starting with paid testing at first, 
We also have a lot of uh, sort of free tips and tricks to get feedback at the least cost. And those are things like visiting local universities and getting the game design students to try it out or uh, going to existing game networking meetups and talking to other developers and getting advice. That's definitely it's on one side of uh, one benefit of, of, of a company sort of going through testing is that you have the benefit of experience of a lot of testing with different games that you can see uh, common problems. You start to get ideas of what classic issues and that kind of thing. And so there's that extra level of support that you guys have and can you know provide and support people with that you're here for the developers, not just as like a you know cut and dry. That's it. It's here. It's a two way street. It's trying to work with people to improve their games. And also it's the fact that there's the the classic use case, which is that if you want, if you want to see someone truly test your game, you want to give them the game, stand back, don't don't tell them anything, let them play it, and that kind of thing, which is incredibly difficult for, for anyone to do. I know I've sat there and, and watched someone struggle with my game, and immediately like, oh, let me just jump in and show you the buttons and da, da, da. but really, that's not you're not getting the feedback that you need. Whereas this is it's it's both abstracted away from the indie developer while still providing them that opportunity, like you said. Depending on what you go, what you need and what you go for, you have the ability to sort of connect with the played experience as opposed to the individual and learn from what they did and that the value of that and being and taking the you away from it while still giving you the experience is vitally important i think does that being the case if you come across any great use cases that so far has anyone really gained from the experience of working with you guys has there been some fantastic things that people have learned what's come up so far yeah definitely so um one of the developers we worked with he basically had this spaceship game where um, you had to navigate your spaceship through this constantly changing world of obstacles. And uh, what he told us was that there were a few flaws in his game that he recognized, but uh, he didn't really know how to fix. So one of them was an example of an obstacle that kept dropping from the ceiling. And the way he had built it was that no player could actually navigate around that obstacle. It was impossible to pass. So um, the feedback really ironed out that flaw for him. And basically, uh, our testers' feedback helped him figure out how to fix the motion of that obstacle so that it wasn't impossible to navigate around. And overall, he, he really liked our services, and he said he's decided to reach out to us for future iterations of his game and future games that he makes. Excellent. Yeah, and, and that feeling has pretty much been a consistent across like all the developers that we've serviced. Um, another great use case would be our first customer ever, who is building a card-based strategy game. Uh, he didn't know it at the time, but one of his biggest flaws for the game was that um, was the tutorial itself. Um, because while he understood it, a lot of the newcomers who were playing his game didn't. And that was a problem because they couldn't play the game properly afterwards. Um, our testers' feedback helped the developer fix the tutorial so that the rest of the game uh, was very easy to understand for everyone else. You touched on two fantastic points there. Like the fact, one, one, we've been to events and not added, even thought of adding the tutorial and then had people just kind of look at the controls and just not get it. Um, and easy things like that, you know, the moment you stick it in somebody's hands, it's going to pop up and they're going to realize what the issues are. But also games that, you know, live or die by testing, and, and it, it changes on a genre-by-genre genre basis. You mentioned, you know, strategy games. The balance of a strategy game only comes from testing and from people playing it and understanding what happens. Um, so the fact that you've had people like that come across and have gained that kind of thing from it is fantastic. And you've got people coming back and back again from game on game because what they're finding is invaluable. What is it on top of the stuff that you do in terms of obviously testing is just so valuable by itself. Is there anything that the people get on top of that that you know they can't get from anywhere else at the minute? Well, there's there's only one main thing that people get from Gigantic that they get from no one else, which is access to student testers. 
Um, we know that there's many developers who make games that are targeted towards people in high school or college, and we can provide them testing from those people so that the features they change or the feedback that they get is from their our target audience. Uh, as I said earlier, for playtesting, the most important thing is getting feedback from your target audience. Um, also, because our customers are indie game developers, we made sure to keep our prices very low, like Vigdov said earlier, because we understand that many indie developers don't have a very big budget. That's fair, that's fair. And I think one of the things as well, that just, just from talking to you, and I think the depth of potential analytics in terms of, you know, being able to understand, you talked about like emotional response and that kind of thing. It seems that, you know, a talented tester might have, or uh, someone with a lot of, you know, five, six, 10 years experience in the development, but actually, the ability to observe things objectively um, and that disconnect that you guys are providing is something, is something that's just so powerful and valuable to indie developers because it's not something that they're going to be able to, it's giving them the experience and knowledge of, of years of testing, even if it's just their first game. I think this is something really invaluable about that. Um, so what's the plan? Um, obviously you guys, uh, so you've been around, you've been going for a little while now. What's the plan going forward? What do you want to do? How do you want to grow? Yeah, so we have pretty much three main goals that we want to implement in the future for Zygantic. So the first is going to be offering large-scale infrastructure testing. And uh, because indie game developers don't usually have like the computational resources that large game studios might have, uh, their servers might not always hold up when thousands of people across the world all join the game. So that's where we plan that Zygantic would come in. Uh, our plan is to get a thousand testers from all across the globe to join the developer's game at the exact same time. And that'll help the developers see if their infrastructure holds up, if there are a lot of people using the game simultaneously. So the next is studio playtesting. And for developers that do have the resources to bring testers into their studios, um, we believe that testing with Zygantic's random tester pool paired with studio testing is gonna be really powerful for getting insightful feedback. And our goal is to sort of facilitate that by offering studio playtesting signups. So since we already have uh, the user base of testers on the Zygantic app, what we would do is if a developer wants studio playtesting, we would basically offer that to existing testers and they would just get a bit more rewards as part of our app in exchange for going to the studio and testing the game. So uh, the third main goal that we want to implement is developing an SDK that includes Zygantic services. Hmm. And we actually think that this is probably one of the coolest things we can do because while developers are making their game, all they have to do is just simply import our services into the game itself while they're making it. So when the game's actually played later on, they get real-time automatic insights. Very cool. Very cool goals. And I think the thing is, and, and I sort of mentioned it before, and I think you guys are sort of, uh, as a company, just sort of creating this basis for democratizing testing, which is just going to become, it, it's, it's sort of the only way forward, and especially in, in, in the situation that we're in, being able to access testing from wherever you are, whenever you need it, in any form that you need it as well, um, ranging from that, you know, one person making one game just needs someone to play it all the way up to your, your sort of your middle indies who need, you know, they're making a, a fighting game and they need a thousand people playing just to see, does it hold up, you know, does, does it all collapse, is the balance wrong, whatever. Um, the fact that that's the sort of, that's where you want to guys want to go is, is both very cool and it's going to be really interesting to keep an eye on some of the points of that. Um, so, as part of sponsoring uh, Game Dev London, you have created a code so that if anyone in our community wants to reach out and uh, get some get some testing done on their game, they can go to gigantic.com forward slash Game Dev London. Um, with all these people, these fantastic game developers uh, that we have, <laughs> that have in our community, uh, learning from you and you know, finding out more about Scanty, is there anything you want to say? Any advice that you've sort of gained around testing or beyond 
that you'd like to pass on to those uh, developers? Yeah. Um, so first, to aspiring developers who haven't made a game yet, our number one advice for you is just to go for it. Because if you have an idea um, and you put in the work, uh, at the end of the day, you'll be glad you've turned the idea into a reality that a lot of people can like play and enjoy. Uh, and for existing developers, well, this goes without saying, but just test your game, test your game over and over again. Whether, it, doesn't, it doesn't have to be with us, it doesn't have to be with our paid services, but it, it, could, it could even be with our, our free tips, like going to uh, game dev meetups and contacting local universities and ma just make sure you're constantly getting feedback and refining your game. Because testing is the key aspect to making any game great. Yeah, uh, I totally agree with that. Um, testing is really important for all games to uh, make sure that um, it's what your testers really want. And we do have a lot of more in-depth advice on our ebook to game developers. So uh, that's on our website, and I'm pretty sure it'll be posted on the podcast section after after this airs. Excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll make sure to link that up so people can get hold of that. Fantastic. All right. Well, that concludes another episode of the Game Dev London podcast. I have been your host, Adam Boyne. You can find me online at adamb1234. Um, big thank you to both of you for joining us and for sponsoring uh, Game Dev London, of course. Uh, if people want to find out more about Zygantic, where can they go to find out more? So first would be our website, Zygantic.com. And uh, there's a lot of information uh, there. We have our blog for lots of tips for game developers. And we also have all our different packages and all our different information there. So yep, our website would definitely be the best way to go for get, to get information. Excellent. And we'll make sure that we link that with this podcast. And we'll also put a link to it on our site. So if you go to visit GameDevLondon.com, you'll be able to find it from there. Uh, thank you very much again to both of you, and thank you for everyone who tuned into this episode of the Game Dev London podcast. Yeah, thank you for having us. Thank you.